Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 151 of my Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have you ever thought what it would be like to have a military training instructor as a mentor? Someone who would be there to guide you both mentally and physically towards achieving your fitness goals. Perhaps you're lacking self-discipline, motivation, or maybe you just need someone who understands what it takes to get you off that couch and into a healthy lifestyle. Well, my next guest, the Blair Tate, is such a person. She is an active duty military training instructor and a certified fitness coach. The military gave the Blair the discipline and support she needed to succeed, and she is now sharing what she learned with the world. The Blair is also the owner of the Eight Figured Brand, a fitness apparel company based in Atlanta, Georgia. The brand stands for self confidence, self acceptance, the ability to engineer yourself and the body God gave you, and the first four people to listen to this podcast and leave a comment about the interview on my website will receive 75% off of any one of the clothing items on the Eight Figured Brand website. This is your chance to not only work with a military fitness instructor, but to show off the body God gave you wearing the Eight Figured Brand. The Blair Tate is a certified fitness coach, former professional figure competitor, military training instructor, and a successful owner of the Eight Figured brand. With a primary focus on health, wellness, and making people feel confident about who they are and how they treat themselves, the Blair's goal is for those she encounters to reach a place of wholeness, mind, body, and soul. Her passion centers on helping others break through barriers and fully realize their ability to live happy, healthy, and successful lives. I am really excited to have the Blair Tate on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. The Blair, how are you? I am good. It's such an honor for you to have me. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you being on this show, sharing your story with my listeners today. But before we talk about your company, the Eight Figured Brand, the Blair, let's talk about you, the early years, okay? It just depends on how early you're talking now, because you know when you're when you're way young, it gets it gets kind of real. So how early are you wanting? Let's <laughs> okay. talk about the junior high, high school. Yeah. Let's talk about where you grew up during your public school years, and where did your interest in fitness come from? All right. So well, I'm from a really really small city in Mississippi. It's called Winona, Mississippi. It's a population of really probably today about maybe eight to 10,000 people. And my, my passion for fitness, I guess, I mean, I've, I've always played sports, basketball, my favorite sport, which was softball. I've always worked out. So apparently the interest probably was already there. But at that young age, even as some adults, you really just don't know what you want to do. So it was always there. I just hadn't picked up on it. So it's just something that I've always done, being very competitive. I pretty much bet you against anything, a race or arm wrestle or whatever. So it was just always there. 
And I just didn't, I guess I had to kind of polish it as I grew and, and became wiser along life. Now, but from there, you actually went to college? I did. I did. So once I graduated, and I'll tell you about this. So because our cities are so small, there's not a lot of opportunity if you stay there. So I left there and I went to college. I went to Mississippi State University, which was a school probably like an hour from where I'm from. And my grandmother wanted me to go there because my cousins was there. That's just how, like, I guess, shelter they had us coming from that small place. Going out in the world was kind of like a scary thing. But at any rate, went to Mississippi State and I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to just follow what my cousins were doing and just go to college and that be that. Because a lot of people, not just saying them, but they went to college and then they came back home to kind of try to figure it out or whatever. I wanted to have more opportunities, have more exposure, you know, being able to show people that just because you're from that small town, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And I had to figure out a way to do it, not having any money coming from you know, a single parent that that did an amazing job raising me, but who's going to be able to afford to send me across the world to kind of like explore my horizon? So I just had to kind of figure it out. So I used the military as that stepping stone to allow me to branch out. Wow, nice. Now, from one vet, because I'm a military vet, and uh, to another, I want to say thank you for your service. Thank you for your support, and thank you for your service as well. Are you active duty or reserve? I'm active duty. I was reserved initially, but even throughout my active, my reserve time, because of my job that I had, I was always on orders, but currently I'm active duty. Nice. How, how long have you been in? I'm knocking on 20 years, knocking on 20 years. So in a couple of months, actually in February of next year, it'll be my 20 year mark. Wow. And what branch of service are we talking about? Air Force. Air Force. Nice. That was, that was my next choice. I was in the Navy. <laughs> yes, Air Force. Wow. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Now, how has your military service shaped your career as a fitness trainer? Well, you know, in the beginning, we talked about the early years, and I was like, how early do you want to get? So, of course, the discipline, hands down the discipline, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't. And like most of us, when we're younger, we think we know everything. So I wasn't always the most obedient, the most disciplined type growing up. I wanted to, you know, hang out with the, the guys and, and just kind of get into stuff and, and, and just not do everything your parents want you to do. So I just can honestly say after I left from left college, went to basic training, I totally came back a different person. It was in regards to everything as far as like waking up the time I woke up in, in the morning, as far as like my priorities, cleaning, pretty much all the things that your parents damn near tried to beat in you. You know, I finally grasped it after that. So I, I will give homage to the military for that. Hmm, most definitely. I can, uh, I can uh, agree with that. I can concur. Okay. hundred percent. Yes. Do you feel that serving in the military makes you a more effective trainer? And if so, why? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It still goes back to that self-discipline, you know, being able to, to walk that walk that I'm out here preaching about. And it also helps me build that resilience. Like when you're in the military, you're able to get some things that you probably wouldn't have been able to get if you were just like in my small little city. A lot of people suffer from 
like the depression and things like that, even myself, things that I didn't know that I had problems with, I was able to get that training. They offer different type of classes, and it helps mold you and build you. You're able to get mentors. A lot of people in my little small city, we don't know anything about getting a mentor or finding somebody that will, will take you and guide you. Some people get it, but that's not always something that just comes at our disposal. So with that type of testimony, I'm able to relate to my people, and it makes me a more effective trainer because I can't just sit here and say, okay, well, you need to do this. I understand why it's so hard to get up off the couch. I understand why you lack that self-discipline or you are in a depressed state because I've been there before. So we can walk that walk together because I know where you're coming from. Hmm, very good. I like that. I like that. But, uh, but, uh, but do some of your clients feel that you come down hard on them because of your military training? Well, I don't because I'm mindful of that. I use my military training in a very, very intentional way. So I, before I even take on a client, I have a consultation with them. You can't just come on to me as a client. I have to talk to you to see where your mind is. I have to see where you want to go. We have to come up with some type of plan. And what I do, I charge you with that plan. So whatever I'm getting on to you about, you can't get mad at me because that's what you told me you wanted. I don't give you what I think you need. I give you what you told me you came to me for. Oh, wow. I hear that. Very good. Very good. Now, in addition to that military training that you have, you also have a background as a fitness com competitor, which is cool. Right. 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 Now, right. that's impressive to me. But what was that experience like to be a fitness competitor and how did that come about? So it came about. Okay, so when I graduated from college, did not know what I wanted to do. So I ended up going active duty at the time and, you know, going into the military. Hurricane, I was living in Biloxi, Mississippi, and, you know, hurricanes came. It was Ivan, Katrina. They were coming back to back. So I ended up moving to Atlanta. And when I moved there, I just got a random job. I think I, I was a loan officer or something like that. I just needed to get something to get me there, a, a commission job. But where I moved... I moved in with my college roommate and where I moved, they were building a gym like right down the street. And I was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go work there. That's just my hustle mentality. I feel like if I have time, there's something else I can be doing. But anyway, to make a long story short, I started working at that gym. And of course, you know, people coming in and out of the gym attached to the gym was like a smoothie supplement bar. So I worked over there too. My trainer my trainer, my fitness competitor trainer, he was coming in there and he came in one day and just randomly out of nowhere was like, hey, do you compete? And I'm looking at him like, man, I am not going to be walking around looking like a dude. So that was my perception <laughs> of fitness competitors. I was like, no, that is not the look that I want. I'm not interested. No, thank you. So he was like, no, that's not the case. So he ended up having some of the girls come over to the smoothie bar, brought some pictures of them on stage or whatever. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, being that I have that competitive spirit. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it. I'm interested in it, whatever. But the experience was, you, you know, firsthand, I, I yeah. really need my friends to tell you about that. Is I'm definitely wasn't the most pleasant person to be around during show season. Uh -huh. You know, the schedule, yes. the food prep, yes. the training, the yes. carb depletion. Oh, you boy. can probably relate yes, on that. I can. <laughs> you almost don't have a, a social life. I found myself having to, like, distance myself from the normal life that I had because they were not doing the same thing that I was doing. And it would irritate you to 
for people not to take what you're doing seriously, maybe to try to offer you something that they know you're not supposed to have just to tempt you or you staying out too late when you know rest is really important yes. to you. So you kind of have to, you know, distance yourself and basically get your priorities in line. But I guess, again, that's where the discipline comes in from the military. It helped you quite a bit, didn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Now, it takes a lot of guts, and I, and I shared with you, I'm a, I'm a competitive bodybuilder, a former competitive bodybuilder, now just, you know, basically compete with myself and just, just work out. Right. But right. I, I know it takes a lot of guts to get out there on stage with hundreds of strangers sh uh, staring at you, screaming your name. Were you nervous for the first time you, you went out there? Not only the first time, I was nervous every single time I went out there. <laughs> but the thing is, what, what you had to do, like, this is what I told myself every single time. I, I basically turned into somebody else when I walked on stage. I had an alter ego, and I turned into that person because I trained for sometimes 12, 14 weeks to get my body to a point where I'm supposed to be just showcasing it. And for me to not get out there with confidence and to sell myself short, was not something that I was willing to do. So I had to kind of like talk to myself and say, this is the moment that you've been waiting for. Why would you want to get on here and fluke this, this, this presentation? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Because you know, a lot of the winners that come on the stage, it comes from that confidence, them seeing that you're confident in yourself. You can't get on there shy. You can have the best package in the world, but if you don't present it properly, it's, it's, it's a, a done deal. Oh, yeah, definitely. They want to steal your thunder. They get right in front of you and start yes. posing. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Now, how long did you compete? I, I did my first show in 2007, February 2007, actually, was my first show. It was SNBF. It was a, a local uh, organization that I, I tried because I was like, uh, it was a natural, all natural. So I wanted to kind of do that first or whatever. So I stuck with the natural show. So that's the lane I was in. So yeah, 2007. Okay. And the, and your last show was when? On 2013, I competed for six years. Wow. Okay. And when I say six years, it was six consecutive years. Like I was doing four, five, six shows a year. So you yes. went, you went pro, didn't you? Absolutely. I went pro at my second show. Um, what? Oh, I did. I went pro my second show. Well, you have to you have to take into consideration the trainer that was training me. He had a competition gym, rather. Pretty much everybody that trained with him at that gym competed. So it was that, that environment and that energy. So when I went in, it allowed me to, like, really step my game up. I got a lot of wisdom, and I got a lot of the insight that people that was just training in – not able to be around that those people they were not able to get. So I think I kind of had like a, a, a leg up. Now, in your opinion, is it harder training for a fitness competition than it is as a regular uh, trainer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As a regular trainer, you can have cheat days. You can decide that you don't want to get up this day. You can go like um, a little soft on the workout. You don't have to go as hard. If you don't have to go twice a day, so that's that's a trick question. You were playing, right? I was. I, I know the I knew the answer, of course. Okay. <laughs> Just for my listeners to ask, you know, for them. <laughs> oh, absolutely, gotcha. Now, as a trainer, most of your business is uh, in Atlanta, correct? Right. Okay. Uh, do you train people virtually or in person? So 
it's funny that you say that because as far as the pandemic affecting the business or whatever, it made me go more to more of a virtual platform. I'm really shy in person as it relates to doing getting in front of the camera. Really? That, what? What? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'll take a picture all day long. And I'll get in front of a photo shoot and kill it. I will kill a photo shoot. But as, when it comes to getting in front of the camera, and I'm a good public speaker. I'm not not saying that I, I can't do it, but I like to be more behind the scenes. I've never been the person that wants to be in front of the camera. And even now, I learned that the pandemic taught me that I have to do it because I had to go to a more virtual side of the house in order to kind of reach the people that I needed to reach. Wow. Yes. Yes. So it's pretty much both now. So it's both virtual and a little bit in person, not so much. I'm leaning away from the in-person stuff altogether really? because I've, I see now that, yes. So I'm turning more into the coaching side. I'm able to reach people more because some people may admire what I'm doing and, and, and they're in New York with you. Really? I'm not going to turn them away because they're in New York. So I figured out a way to basically give them everything I give them just as if they were in person. Do you do uh, group sessions as well or just one-on-one virtual? Oh, I did everything. So when I was training hardcore, I did it all. I did it all. So from group trainings, two or three people at a time, I did groups where I had like 20, 30 people in a session at a time. I even did, um, I even trained at an assisted living home where I went in and I trained like the elderly people or whatever. I did some one-on-ones with them. So that is like my, my favorite type of people, which I love all people. So y'all don't get this wrong, (laughs) but my favorite type of people are the elderly people. Those are my favorite people to, 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 to deal with as it relates to health and fitness. So. You know, and my next question was going to be, you know, who are your ideal clients? You know, the people you feel you can help the most based on your experience. So are you saying the elderly would be your ideal clients? They are my favorite. Favorite. Okay. So that's a difference. Okay. So they're my favorite. So my ideal client is just, for me, anybody that needs me for whatever reason, I do not put a stipulation on what a a client is supposed to look like for me because I pretty much learned that appearance you can look at a person like, oh, well, they need me. It's not always about the outside that tells you what's going on on the inside of a person. It could be like a mental disorder that's going on. It could be somebody. I just had a classmate last year that passed away from a stroke, and we're in our 30s. Wow. So you, he was like slim, slim build, you know, wasn't obese at all. So it's not always about what you look like on the outside. It's about what's going on in the inside. So I need people to come to me that know what they're dealing with. So those are my ideal clients. But are you able to tap into that mental um, area of the of your clients? Oh, oh, absolutely. You build that personal relationship with them because I'm very in tune with my clients. And my passion is there, so I, I attach myself to you or whatever. I give you what you want as long as you're giving it back to me. Yeah. So it gets to a point where some days it's just not there, and I'm like, what's going on? you got to talk to me. You have to be honest. You know, personal things in your life, divorces, financial stuff, all that stuff play a part. How you look with social media. You're looking on social media, and you see – 
these amazing bodies and you're comparing yourself to it, you might have had a, a, like high confidence one day and you check social media and now your self-esteem is down to zero because of what you're seeing. So I can tap into all that because your mood changes, your demeanor changes. I learn who you are and I see when things are not the same. And some of, most of them are, are really honest with me because we build a good personal relationship. So most of them are pretty upfront with me, um, you know, when it comes to what, what's going on with them. Right, because you have a consultation. You let them know exactly what to expect from you, what you expect from them, right? Absolutely, hands down. Consultation has to happen. Can't just walk in and give me your money because it's not about the money for me. Have you ever have you ever canceled a client completely because they didn't uh, conform to the proper, you know, expectations? I wouldn't say, okay, so I have a client that I stopped seeing because I felt like all I was doing was taking her money. So she would, you know, she would pay, but she would always cancel the session or something would always be going on and she needed to leave early. And I just told her, I said, like, I, I just can't continue to do this. I can't continue because all I'm doing is taking your money. I'm not helping you. If money was my motivating factor when it comes to health and fitness, then I would be like, okay, it is what it is. She's going to cancel. This is a free ticket for me. Right. But that wasn't what I, I need. You move out of the way. Let me go help somebody that's serious because there's other people out there that may need me. And you're just occupying a space. Let me know when you're ready. Nice. Do you also discuss nutrition with your clients? That's mandatory. That's one of the first things that you have to talk about. Like you cannot, you cannot put health and fitness in the equation without discussing nutrition. Like that's hands down. Exactly. They go they go together. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most important things. Most people want to either lose weight or they want to be healthy or they want to get whatever you want. Nutrition is the playing factor, even with the competitions, even if you just want to feel better about yourself. You know how it is Thanksgiving, you eat that one big meal and you feel poor. Nobody wants to feel like that every single day. No. Nobody wants to feel like that every single day. So, yeah, nutrition is, is one of the key players when it comes to health and fitness. Now, we talked about your training. We talked about your military service. But let's talk about your company, the eight-figured brand. When I first heard about it, I thought, wow, her company is bringing, is bringing in eight figures. Nice. But it wasn't, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, honestly. But where did the name come from, and what does it mean? All right. So it, the name, the name, I just kind of thought of the name or whatever. So again, I told you I wanted to go away from more of the physical training and move on the coaching business aspect of the house. But I wanted to create a brand that had a meaning behind it. So I was like, I don't want to just create a, a fitness apparel brand. And it's just some things that I'm selling. I want to actually make it have some substance. So I was like, it needs to have meaning. So I was just, you know, for, for months. I was just pondering, head hurting, thinking of different things, you know, coming up with ideas. Uh, my, my boyfriend was helping me come up with ideas. We were just trying to figure it out. So I came up with the name Eight Figured, okay? So when I thought of Eight Figured, just like you, uh -huh. I thought money. Yes. I was like, ah, Eight Figured, I got it, balling, <laughs> this, is, this is it. Exactly. But I was like, no, this is totally contradicting what I feel because I want people to understand that their bodies are priceless. That, you know, there's no dollar amount on your health. I don't want you, I don't want them to think that. So I just said eight figured. If you turn the eight around, it's infinity. It's forever. So it means self-confidence. It means self-acceptance, loving yourself 
engineering the body that God gave you because age shows up a lot in the Bible. So it's just engineering the body that God gave you and you accepting who you are. Wow. Nice. Very well put. I love that explanation of the eight figure brand. Now I understand your company has been featured on good morning America. How did that come about? (laughs) You know what? I am so humbly and and, and blessed that that happened at (laughs) such an early time because I've only been around since December 31st. I launched last year in December and I didn't right. So I've just been really, really, really like hustling, putting my brand out there, marketing or whatever. And I found an amazing publicist that that's in the know that gets it that gets it. So putting you, putting the brand in front of the right people, shout out to Adrian. She's amazing. Putting the brand in front of the right people and just allowing them to just take a chance on you. So that's exactly what she did. She put it in front of the right people. They took a chance on me and they allowed me to, to be featured on the show. Well, Adrian promotes, huh? <laughs> yes, she is. She is the real deal. Adrian she Alexander. Is the real deal. Nice. Nice yes. to hear that. Now, what is the uh, website address to your brand? Okay, the brand is 8figure.com. So I just kept it real simple. So www.8figure.com. That's figured with a D on the end, not figures like the money, Ah. not $10 million, but is 8figured.com. Figured. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Now, what can my listeners expect to see when they visit that website? So what I wanted to do was make sure that I I cater to everyone. Everyone wants to feel like they're a part of something. So I didn't want to just kind of target one particular type of people. So it's male, female. I did all sizes, shapes, any type of desired style. So I have things on there for people that like to wear the sports bras or people that don't want to, you know, show any of their body. So you have the full tank. People may not want to show their arms. So you have something to cover up the arms. For the guys, the same thing. You have the tanks, you have the full T-shirts, the the joggers. It's just a wide range of things that you can see on there. And one thing that separates me from everyone else is the fact that I create my own, like my clothes are created and designed by me and my designer. So every style that you see is custom made. We have the actual images of us creating this stuff from scratch. Nice. So the design, we have a we have a, a graphic design background because I interned with him when I first moved here. So we were able to partner back up and allow my vision to be seen through this brand. Wow. See how things work out for you, huh? That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Now, what about the prices of these uh, items on the on the site? Would you say the prices are affordable? I personally would think that they are very affordable for the quality and the exclusiveness that it has. But in, I'm in the first year, and I'm always soliciting feedback from the customers. I want it to be a brand where everyone can – realistically, I may not be able to get it to where everybody can afford it, but there will be something on there for everyone. There will be something in the price range that's a little lower for the ones that may really want something. But what I do, I offer a lot of discount codes sometimes. So if you oh, want something nice. and you can't afford it – I'll put discount codes on there for maybe like the holidays or just randomly customer appreciation, just so you'll be able to kind of like knock some of that off and be able to get what you need. Whoa, that is really awesome. I love that. I love that about you. Where do you, where do you see the um, eight figure brand and yourself in the next five years? 
I plan on being just in every store, every mall, everything. Like when I tell you the sky is the limit, I really am like claiming being a household brand. I speak my slogan every single day, like eight figure is the future of fitness. I actually believe that I will be in the lane with Nike. I will be in the lane with Adidas and Lululemon. I will be in that lane. Hopefully to surpass them, but I won't be mad if I if I was right there with them. Uh-huh. If we were just in the same room, sitting at the same table, eating the same dinner, I'll be okay with that. Oh, most <laughs> definitely, with your drive and ambition and your military background, the sky's the limit. I don't doubt you one bit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. With all that you're doing, running a training business, a clothing line, you know, designing your own clothes, all that good stuff. How does the Blair Tate balance her business life and her personal life? Well, you know what? That has been the biggest struggle, and it hasn't always been a balance. So I will tell a testimony. I've almost lost relationships because I invested too much time in my career. And I think a lot of the things that I've done has been career-focused, and it has not been more so relationships. Sometimes I neglected family. Sometimes I neglected friends or whatever because I wanted to just hustle, hustle, hustle. I had something to do. I had somewhere to be. Somebody needed me. And it it became a problem when I started seeing people not giving me time. And I'm like, what's what's going on? But I wasn't giving them the time. So they were treating me how I was treating them. So I had to become like restructure my life. And that's another reason why I had to get away from doing the most the physical stuff because it required me to always be there. And I was doing it all day. So I was giving my clients everything. And when I came home, I had nothing else to give. So I had to kind of like restructure and just be intentional with my schedule and figure out what my priorities are, have conversations and just build that type of time to say, okay, well, at at this time, it, it just, it cuts off. I had to cut it off in order to, you know, be able to have a balanced life. So I'm I'm still working at it. It's way, way better than it was, hands down. Hands down is way better than it was. But, of course, it hit a plateau before you realize that it, it's, a, it's mandatory to have that, that balance. Yes, yes. And when running a business, it's, I know it's, it's not easy, you know. The- right, right. I was one the one that always wanted to be there for everybody. You know, I like being there for people. I like celebrating things. If you have a business you're launching, I felt like what was going on with my clients, I felt like family, so I needed to be a part of it too, but I was neglecting the things on my side of the house. Mm, Okay, I hear you. Now, how can my listeners contact you if they want you to train them? So more of the coaching side, the good thing about it is you can be anywhere in the world to reach out to me. So they can... um, Reach, um, contact me on my social media, www.theblairfitness.com. That's my website. So you go on my website. There is a contact form that you can fill out that you can, it'll come straight to me. Also on my social media, like I mentioned at the Blair Fitness, you can shoot me a DM or anything like that. And that's another way you can get in contact with me. Is that also how they can find out more about the Blair Tate? Yes, also like on my website, www.deblairfitness.com, I pretty much put as much as I possibly can on there. But what I am doing, I said I didn't like being in front of the camera as much. On my social media, I'm starting to show people more of the personal side of me. So I'm starting to be in front of the camera more. I also, every Thursday night, I do a segment called Trapping on Thursday, 
which is a fitness workout segment where I do 30 minutes of a workout that I offer to everybody. And then we do 30 minutes of a question and answer portion where they can kind of, you know, see who I am, see my personality, and also ask questions as it relates to health and fitness or just anything in general. We talk about everything. That's on a Thursday. Is that is that via Zoom? That's Instagram and Facebook Live. Instagram and Facebook Live every every Thursday evening. That's, every Thursday. That's nice. Okay, yes. I, I definitely want to make sure I promote that. That's that's awesome. You know, any other yes. anything else you'd like to share with my listeners, the Blair? Well, the only thing I would like to just tell them is that I'm nothing without you guys. Like I'm here. I do this for you. The support is everything to me. So one thing I strive myself on is just making sure I'm giving people what they need. So continue to support me, and I'll continue to do everything I can to use the gift that God gave me to be there for you. So I just appreciate everybody for the support, and please don't stop supporting me because I need it. Mm, I, I have a feeling you're going to have all the support you need. This is great. <laughs> I, I, I claim that I'm going to receive that from there, you. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. The Blair Tate, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure and honor to, to just be able to like tell my story and, to, and for you to give me an opportunity. So I appreciate you hands down. Thank you. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks to Fitness blog at www.sixweekstofitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Take care. Bye-bye.